Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Under Lights podcast, where in this episode we'll be looking at every team in the Premier League with only five days left until the window shuts and saying, what type of player do each of them need? My name's Callum Wilson. My name is Tom Murray and this is Under the Lights. Yeah, so as we record this, it's the 25th of August, so less than a week now until the end of the window, and uh, it's really heated up recently. Slow start, but we're, we seem to be getting there. Tom, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's a, as, we, as we record, it's a, it's a lovely day outside, um, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. The window, obviously, is shutting in a, in a week's time, and... What I'm disappointed about is, of course, I mean, it happens every year, but we've got an international break so soon. Yes, yeah. Not one without any um, controversy with all the South Americans and uh, red-listed yeah. countries and all that stuff, but it seems that that's been uh, stamped down on uh, recently. You've been up to much looking ahead to the weekend? Uh, I have had a bit of a, a bit of a chilled week. I am still working, still working quite a lot, but uh, it's not been as excessive as it has been over the past month or so. So enjoying having quite a few half days, enjoying the sun, getting out when I can. Might go down to the beach. Who knows? What about yourself? Yeah, it's nice. We have to make the most of it. I said you just before we start recording. What a lovely day it is to be uh, sat inside recording. <laughs> uh, a, a double header of a podcast but yeah no I'll um I'll be making the most of the sun this weekend Friday Saturday I'm going to the um the rough uh nasty side of uh of the Shire I'll be heading over to Portsmouth for uh Victorious Festival so you double be surrounded by be so, yeah I'll be surrounded by people of um I can conversate with and uh and be near. I don't think COVID's going to be the issue. You can catch all sorts of things over, over on that <laughs> side. But I'll um, yeah, I'll be there. Looking forward to that festivals. Yeah, had had a had a wedding last week. Festival this week. I got a tattoo done. It's so everything's kind of normalising. Nice to be yeah. in a, in an area with other people and not not having to worry too much. Touch wood. Um, but we're here to discuss the end of the transfer window. Um, we won't go into huge detail of what's happened so far, but as as per the previous podcast, we had a, a pretty slow start and then it kind of, all kind of ignited around, um, well, really when the Jack Grealish uh, transfer yeah. went through and then uh, teams seemed to be doing business, um, especially Saints, because obviously that domino effect went by Danny Ings come through to us and we've uh, we've signed a number of players but what we're going to talk about is in these last few days one player one position maybe a specific player you thought of uh, for every single one of the 20 Premier League teams where we we think they should probably strengthen if they're going to reach their goals for yeah. the upcoming season um, so we're going to try and go through this um, double time we're going to try we're, we're very conscious that sometimes we ramble in these episodes um, doing it a bit now to be honest but we're going to try and get through each team together in a couple of minutes and just say bullet point what we think they need and, and why we think they need it so um, shall we start with Arsenal go through alphabetically yeah, why not? So for Arsenal, what I've got down is I think they need a centre forward. I think they need not a, 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 not just a striker, but a, a, a big man up top that can hold up the ball because Aubameyang and Lacazette are not those kind of players. They feed off of other players. And I think just someone to just hold the ball up in that attacking area for Arsenal is someone that they need, almost like a Giroud type of player who I think they've really missed since they let him go. So for me, just throwing out a name, Veghorst from the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. Seen Veghorst play a lot over the summer, obviously, with Holland, and he is exactly that type of player. Uh, but he can link up with with the, the midfield as well, because, you know, he, he plays in a Dutch team and plays good football. Um, and obviously, he's been doing well with Wolfsburg. Whether he'll leave Wolfsburg or believe in to qualify for the Champions League did well last season to... Um, to play for, for little old Arsenal, I'm not sure. But I, I think the same as you, a striker. Um, not necessarily that it has to be a big man, but just just the fact that I think Aubameyang's kind of, his days seem to be numbered. He's linked with a move away. 
Lacazette there as well. I don't know how much longer he'll be there for. And they're, they're really lacking there. So uh, maybe if they could get a, an ambitious move for maybe someone like a Martinez or someone like that. But certainly, I, I think a striker. Uh, they bought in White, haven't they? They bought in Lacongo, who I, I think Lacongo thinks. I think he looks quite good on the ball. Not sure how good he is off it. But I, I think a striker to really um, push them back into those European places. Absolutely. So we uh, move down onto Aston Villa. Um, I've got for them a central midfielder. Uh, I've suggested Ward Prowse because that's a really funny one because he's not going to go there anymore. Oh, uh, you beat me to it, mate. I was going to say <laughs> central, central midfielder. Um, English. Why, why not? Why not James Ward Prowse? As, uh, as apparently he seems to be nailed on and has been for the last month or so. Well, so. I don't remember. Don't don't forget um, Gary Poulton, of course. Uh, that big, oh, yeah. that well-known guy. I've, apparently, it's a deal. It's a done deal. It's a done I've, deal. Um, I've not forgotten him, and I didn't let him forget that. <laughs> as, as many Saints fans didn't. The uh, the guy off the Apprentice with the blue tick automatically must be in the know when it comes to oh, uh, the transfer rumours. But yeah, I, I've said centre midfielder and, and a ball-winning centre midfielder. Mm. Uh, someone who gets around the pitch. I could see why they're in for James Ward-Prowse because he's exactly that type of player. I'd say maybe a bit more defensive than than them because he, they have the likes of Buendia um, and McGinn sort of playing slightly further forward. So maybe a holding midfielder, but with lots of energy. Uh, someone like an Eves Basuma, uh, whether they'd be able to prize him away from Brighton. He's obviously their kind of prized asset, but uh, that kind of player, I think, is what they need. Otherwise, their defence isn't the best, but they're all young and I feel like they're all improving. Mm-hmm. Um, and up top, they've obviously already done a lot of business in those wide areas and, and of course, up front with Danny Ings. So I'd say someone like an Eves Basuma. Yep, that's a great shout. I, I, if I was going to throw a, a legitimate name, you know, Aston Villa, they've shown that they have the cash. Maybe even trying to nab someone like Calvin Phillips off Leeds uh, would be very highly uh, priced. Um, but of course, they have been th- they've been waving around the cash all all summer, and they uh, although it does seem to be that they've now spent essentially before. Uh, everyone realised how much money they had or they were going to get in. Uh, Brentford, this is a really difficult one for me. Uh, I don't really know enough about Brentford to say where they drastically need to improve. I'd be comfortable in saying they don't really need a striker because Ivan Tony is more than good enough and they've got um, Embuemo as well. I think maybe just for them, I know they have that money ball, the, the money baller effect or the strategy. But maybe just someone with a bit of Premier League experience, even if he's not going to play a lot, maybe someone like a James Tompkins just coming in. Just it's a that that squad has very little to no Premier League experience, and someone like an experienced head just to have around the dressing room, just so some someone like that. But um, I'm sorry, Brentford fans, I'm not entirely sure where you need to improve just at the moment. You know, I'd echo really everything that you've said because I, I don't. I think up front they're good. I think Mbuemo. Uh, Canos and of course Tony. I, I think they don't particularly need to um, strengthen in those areas. And I wouldn't say there's a specific area they need to, but it, it's the type of person, type of player they need. And, and like you said, it's Premier League experience for me. So maybe if they got in someone like a like a Gary Cahill. Or, well, he's gone. He's um, gone to Bournemouth now, Gary Cahill. Oh well, well that, that sort of player then. Yeah. I'm just, um, you know, or, or even if you go through the kind of um, the the market of Bosmans and, and players that have maybe sort of been let go over the over the summer that have that kind of experience, then uh, I, I think they could really benefit from getting someone, maybe a leader with that kind of uh, Premier League nous. Um, mm. But yeah, I think someone off the Gary Cahill mould, because a lot of them players, I'm trying to go through the team now, trying to think if any of them actually have any Premier League experience and they could need that as they get into kind of difficult parts of the season. Yeah, I think that is a is a really good point. And as, much, as good as they have looked so far... Uh, well, I mean, it's well two games, so so it, it's when it, it's when they get to December time when the fixtures start piling up, when they're not when the buzz of getting in the Premier League sort of wears off a little bit. And it comes down to the nitty gritty. Callum, what what about for Brighton? What have you? Where do you think they need to improve? They need to improve uh, in the striking department, don't they? We've, how how yeah. long have we? How long have we said this for? 
Um, I, I think the obvious one is to go with uh, Odson Edward. They were they were linked with for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't that seem to have gone quiet. I'm not really sure why, uh, but I'd say I'd say something like that. They just need a goal scorer. Um, Malpai started the season well, but they they need more than than that. They need him to have a really good season for them to to reach their goals. I think. Yeah, I'm completely with you. They need a striker, as you said. We've been talking about this for a long, long time. They have fantastic expected goals, but they just can't put it into the back of the net, although they have started the season well. Um, for me, maybe someone who I think is going to be surplus to requirements at Arsenal, maybe like an Enketia, but then again, um, you might just need more of an experienced finisher. So they might want to delve into the championship, see if there's any players that they could possibly bring up because they're not the type of team that's going to be able to nab uh, key players from teams in and around them. They just don't have that kind of pull. So for them, it's either trying to get a striker on loan from one of the bigger clubs or maybe try and poach someone from the championship. No one really comes to the top of my head apart from Nketia just at the moment. But I think it's quite clear that they need to sign a, sign a striker. As for Burnley, this one's again another tricky one for me because they seem, they seem to be average all over the pitch, if I'm being completely honest. There's no, there's no area that stands out as like glaringly needing someone to come in and fill up and, and fill a spot. It's just a case of they, if they want to get better, they need to improve all over the pitch. So I mean, a key place to start for that would be in midfield. Uh, I had a name maybe throw around Chelsea are looking to offload Bakayoko. It doesn't really stand out as a Burnley type of signing, to be honest, but in terms of a style of midfielder, you know, they're, they're all right in defence. They've got Tarkovsky, they've got Ben Mee. As I, I, think, mm. I, I think if you're going to pick anywhere, um, looking at their squad, I think a winger is probably, you know, in terms of their midfield, and uh, and they, they play 4-4-2, they only really have Goodmanson and, and um, McNeil because, obviously, Lennon has gone, Brady has gone, although they were looking at potentially getting Lennon back after a behind closed doors friendly with Man United, which he impressed in. But some someone on on the wing, but that maybe has you know a bit of youth, a bit of creativity, you know, we'll still work hard, but maybe maybe another Dwight McNeil type, someone that they can mm. get in that's a bit of a, a breath of fresh air. So I, I I think that's really the area that Burnley need to strengthen. And everywhere else, they're they're pretty much stacked. You know, maybe it's maybe another central midfielder like you said but they've got a few players in there already mm -hmm. um rather than Bakioko, i'd say probably drink water if you're going to go at chelsea and, and that type yeah. of player but yeah uh, I, I think a winger because if mcneil gets injured or goodmanson i'm not sure what they're going to do out there might have to play brownhill out there out position again like they did last season yeah that's a good point i mean Moving on to the next team in Chelsea, it's difficult in terms of where you want them to improve because they seem to have finally built a squad and uh, have a manager where they're fairly stacked all over the pitch. They've brought in Lukaku as that striker, but even even if he gets injured, they've got Timo Werner, and you know he's been off. He was off the pace last season, but he's still a formidable striker to have as your backup. If I yeah. was if I was being really picky. I would say probably try and maybe bring in another centre-back because he does like to play three at the back. Thiago Silva is quite old. As good as he is, he is, he is old. And then you've got sort of to choose between Zuma, Christensen, uh, Rudiger. And then after that, it's Ampadu. Uh, and whether he will be part of their plans, I'm not quite sure. So in terms of who's available, maybe, I don't know, someone in a De Vrij mold, um, uh, I'm just trying to think of centre-backs off the top of my head that Chelsea would actually go for. I mean, even maybe snatching the likes of a Michael Keane off Everton, something like that, just uh, just to sort of just build up the number of bodies they have at centre-back. Because if they are going to go through at the back, then in terms of squad depth, uh, they don't actually have the best squad depth for that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think they've got one of the strongest sides uh, squads in the division. I think obviously up front was the area. They've solved that now with Lukaku and more. Um, and although their defensive record is so, so good, I'd, I'd argue that the personnel in that back line could be improved. You know, if you're playing with Rudiger or Christensen, for instance, or an old Silva or maybe an Aspilicueta, who's arguably a right back playing in the centre-back, that's, that's where I'd be looking. Um, 
is it the lad at Seville? Is it Kunda or something like that? Oh, they yeah, keep getting, yeah. They keep getting linked with him. Um, you know, why not get a young, really up-and-coming uh, defender, invest in them and bring them through? Because what Chelsea don't need is to plug a gap immediately. You know, they've, they've done that with Lukaku. They don't need to do that anywhere else. So I feel like I've got a good few years with this squad. So why not bring in someone who's got the potential to be one of the best in the world, bring them in now and ease him in. Um, that's what I would do with those uh, with those guys. But they, they, don't, they don't need to sign anyone. If they sign no one else in the window, I still think they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll push for a, a top, top finish. Um, right, Crystal Palace are next up. They needed numbers through the door because they let so many go. Mm. Uh, they have brought them in. Vieira's brought in a, a, a much younger profile of, of player, um, brought in some, some players from the championship or players that were relegated to the championship. So I, I'm intrigued to see how they get on. I still feel they need a centre-forward. Uh, Benteke is the player who looks like he's going to get the nod. Um, I know they've got. Uh, is Ayu still there? Ayu is still is still there. They yeah. got they got Mateta as well, who their fans seem to rate, but he doesn't get that much game time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ayu didn't even start in the last game against Brentford. Benteke is someone that hasn't shown what he can do for a long, long time now, like six or seven years. But if if they're if they're going to continue looking into the championship and bringing in. Uh, players that they feel that can do the step up, maybe someone like Kiefer Moore, who's in that yeah. mould of the big man up front, uh, got 20 goals in the championship last season. Um, the top scorer that's left in the championship after Tony Armstrong and Pukki have all made their way up. So, and, and, and he's a kind of a Crystal Palace kind of striker, I think, as well. Mm. Um, had a good Euros. I'd, I'd maybe go for someone like him. Yeah, I've, I've, Exactly the same as you in terms of getting a striker on board. Um, maybe uh, maybe someone like Carlin Grant from West Brom might be a shout, that sort of player. I've got a, a, a sort of a left-field suggestion of maybe trying to get Dilap on loan from Man City. He's, uh, yeah. looking, he's looking like a good talent and you'd think that Manchester City are not going to... I mean, we'll get onto them later, but you'd think that he may not get as much game time there as uh, as he would like so I think Crystal Palace would be a great place he'd be surrounded by like-minded young players and uh, you know Vieira wants to play a particular style of football that I think might suit him so yeah could could be for him Everton are a different difficult one uh, sort of different in terms of they've gone from looking very high up the table I know they've started the season strongly but um, they've under Benitez they're looking at a different kind of player they've lost that European pool that they had last season under Ancelotti. At the moment, I think James doesn't want to play for them. So they've lost their key attacking midfielder. Their next best, um, Sigurdsson, is not going to play for some time, we'd imagine, um, for obvious reasons. So I reckon they need to fill that gap of someone to sit behind uh, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, as it were. And I think a good bet is someone who I'm not, I don't think is going to get any game time at Chelsea, and that would be Ross Barkley to come in and I say yeah. I say that instead of maybe a fancy European player because I think that Barkley is the kind of signing that would suit Benitez he's already signed Amari Gray he signed Andros Townsend as well I just think if he's going for that pool of players then Barkley had a decent season at Villa I think would be um, probably a realistic shout for Everton at the moment yeah yeah I think with Everton they've got a strange squad because I think they they've got this, they've still got too many players kind of in the middle of the park. Calvert, it's, it's more providing players for backup for the likes of Calvert-Lewin, where they, they only really have one striker. He has an injury. Uh, Dina, they don't really have a backup left back. They've got Kenny, who might sort of fill in there. But, you know, and then Godfrey or Holgate are kind of half centre-backs that fill in. It's, it's, it's not, there's not much balance in that squad. Um, and although they've signed Damari Gray... And they've signed Andros Townsend. I still think they're lacking in the wide midfield department. Um, and I agree with you. Some an attacking midfielder, or maybe someone that can play out on the wing. I know they've got a Wobi there as well, but Richarlison plays off of Calvert Lewin. So I think if they if they got someone in um, as backup who could provide those crosses, because it seems that's the, the the strategy: get the ball in the box, get the ball wide, play with two wingers, get it in for. DCL um, and even even Gray played as a number 10 and although it's not inspiring I think you can maybe 
I think you could potentially add another one in the Townsend grey mould and cover a couple of positions by maybe just getting someone like a Robbie Brady in on a free. Yeah. He's he, he's he's um, spent time up in Burnley. I don't know if he lives in that area. It wouldn't command wages. It would just be someone, then you've got the backup for left-back and someone who is very good at delivering crosses into someone like DCL. I think if he stayed fit, he was good at Burnley. He'd be a, he could be a shrewd bit of business for a team like Everton, um, doing what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good shout uh, for Leeds. Uh, I had I had a bit of trouble with Leeds. What 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 do you think for for them? Because I I made basically made the assumption that with Cal, without Calvin Phillips, they look completely porous through the middle. So I think some when he's injured, they need a quality midfielder to take his place. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good point. I think really with Leeds, when you think of Leeds, you think goals, 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 but they don't defend well. But then is that because of the personnel or is that just because of the way that they're playing? It's, it's really gung-ho. But they play with a 3-3-3-1, which is odd. Obviously, Dallas plays in that second three with Phillips uh, and, and I'd, I'd imagine Furpo this season. So it's a strange way of playing. Dallas is kind of played out of position. And like you said, without um, without Phillips there, we saw what can happen against Man United. They keep trying to play Robin Cock in there. He's not great. Stroik played in there a few times last season. So I'd agree with you. I, I, think, a, I think a centre-back or a centre-midfielder. Um, but I was going to say a centre-back, but from what you've said, I, I, I agree. If they could have someone who could maybe play a bit of both, maybe someone who can play at centre-back, but because Phillips is going to play there every game. So so in terms of holding midfielders, you're only going to have one in that formation, the way they play. So I, I'd, I'd maybe go for a centre-back that is more adept at playing that role, um, if need be. Yeah. Now, in terms of players that can play in multiple positions, I think that's what Leicester need um, in, in the defensive area. I think what they've shown with the injuries to... You know, Fafana, uh, they've had to play him. Amati, who I'm not sure if he's out of position um, at the moment playing at centre-back. He's more of a holding midfielder. But either way, I know they brought in Vestergaard. They've still got Evans. But I've also noticed that they seem to have a bit of a lack of squad depth at fullback, certainly on the left side. So maybe a centre-back who can, you know, fill in in both, cover both those positions. In terms of an actual uh, pulling a name out in who could fill that role, no one comes to mind, but maybe just a solid, in terms of a centre-back option, maybe someone like Shah from Newcastle, just to fill fill the void, a solid player, just to fill the gap for the time being, because obviously Fafana is going to be out for quite some time. Yeah, I, I feel like Leicester's probably the hardest one to do out of all of these teams, because I feel like their squad is just unbelievable in all areas, and I really think they're ready to push. I don't know what's quite stopping Leicester. It's just that mentality of not quite being one of the big six clubs. Um, in terms of left-backs, I do think they're stacked at left-back. They're just so many injuries. Um, don't forget James Justin was one of the best left-backs in the entire season. Last season, they've signed Bertrand. They have Thomas plays there at the moment, but I think Castagna will play there. Um, Castagna and Pereira and they've got a number of those players who can play on both sides Castagna uh, as well as Justin and at centre-back they've got Evans they've just signed Vestergaard Fafana all three of those are injured so that's the reason that they're having to rely on Amati and Soinchu but they do like to play with three at the back I I don't know if it's just the way that football's evolved um, and I'm sounding like a broken record but if I look at this squad and try and pick something out it's probably that they don't have enough wingers. They've got Harvey Barnes and they've got Perez playing out there. And Perez really, I still don't think, is a winger. You know, he's always been a striker mm. or a number 10. So without Barnes, who did get injured, are you putting Madison out there? Are you going to start relying on the likes of Albrighton? You know, that in terms of areas that they struggle, they don't have a lot of depth there. So I think if they really want to push for a Champions League place and get past that hurdle of fifth place towards the end of the season, then I, I think it's worth them taking, not just a gamble, but putting some money, if they can, into a bid for a real exciting top player to play on that right wing. So you've got Barnes on one side, 
and a, and a winger on the other, or maybe an inside 10, um, go into Europe and get someone who's really going to raise some eyebrows, you know, like a top four signing. I think they're just maybe that player away from reaching that top four. Mm. Uh, I think they're that good. They are incredibly close and they have made some fantastic signings. So I feel a bit silly now that complete, I forgot about Bertrand and Castagna and all those players as well. So, but I, I um, wonder if, I wonder if, sorry, I wonder if maybe, they're not left footed, but I wonder if you got Barnes on one side, I wonder if they went for someone like Hudson Adoy and just mm. took him from Chelsea, where he's not really getting the game time. Do, no. Doesn't seem to be going to Bayern Munich. Brilliant young player. Go and sign him, and all of a sudden, electric pace on the wings. I think they, I think they've got every chance. Um, how about Liverpool then? What do they need? Because they seem to have sorted out the areas um, of concern, uh, notably centre back. Uh, it seems like with Shimikas having a go, they do have cover in that left back position. Nico Williams to cover at right back. I think they're sorted at the back. Um, they're, they're obviously missing. Um, players in, in the middle with the likes of Wijnaldum leaving. Um, but for me, it, it's difficult with Liverpool. You either say centre midfielder or cover for the front three because Jota is obviously that main cover. But if you if you lose a Salah or a Mane or both, then suddenly you're a little bit short in that department. Yeah, and of course, they've let Shakiri go. He's gone to Leon. I've actually got down... He's as... that type of player as well. Someone that can fill in both, exactly. both positions. Yeah. Exactly. Although Harvey Elliott is coming through. Uh, yeah. He's looked good so far this season. I I've gone for an out-and-out -out striker uh, because, you know, Jota, Firmino, they're both... They're not 20-goal-a-season strikers. Not that Liverpool essentially need that from their front man when they've got Salah and Mane on either side. But I've thought of maybe someone for the future, maybe someone like a Daniel Marlin, the Dutch striker. Young, I think he'd fit Klopp's style really well, incredibly fast player, uh, and just looks like um, sort of an electric live wire, as it were. And if he could sort of be adapted to Klopp's style of football, then, you know, they could be sorted as, as for a for a striker for quite some time because he's quite a young player as well. Yeah, I don't know how prolific he is. Um, again, he was he was a game changer for for the Dutch in there um, during the group stage of the Euros. He, him and Depay were fantastic together. I think he'd be the sort of player that would play in the Mane role or the Salah role because those are the goal getters, aren't they? And the way they mm. play is Firmino or Jota will kind of come deep and then the spaces in behind. That's why Salah gets so many goals. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think either way, and Harvey Elliott is, like you said, Shakira is gone, but Harvey Elliott is the player who can play on the wing or he can play in a, a, on the right or left of a midfield three. Um, and if you listen to our Premier League predictions, we um, that he was my surprise player and he's, he's, I'm surprised that he's got into the team so quickly. So hopefully he has a good season. Right, let's um, we'll go through a few big teams now. I don't really know what you've got to say about Man City because uh, I suppose a striker, we, we've heard today... Yeah. That today, Harry Kane said that he's not going this season. I'd suggest he probably will go next season. Mm. But that maybe, maybe, do they go for Haaland or are they are they convinced they'll get Kane next season? And maybe it's worth loaning someone in to to cover, you know, someone from Europe to cover that striker option. You think in the same area or anything else? Oh yeah, I'm definitely. As soon as as soon as Man City came up, I was like striker because apart from Gabriel Jesus, I know they like to play uh, sort of the attacking mids as a false nine in different positions. But in terms of an out and out goal getter, um, I mean they've got so much they've got so much creativity that side would be. I mean it's already fantastic, but it'd be so complete if they had someone who could just consistently finish those chances off. Aguero's gone. I don't know if they're going to splash the cash on Haaland having spent a hundred million on Jack Grealish. Um, I know that money for them is no object, but I just, I don't see it happening. There's links obviously at the moment with the likes of possibility of getting Ronaldo, uh, which, you know, for a season or two, then get Kane. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. Cause they're in a complete, they're in a market of their own Man City. They can afford anyone. They can, yeah. afford, they can buy, they can buy anyone. So it's not a case of, or maybe they could get, you know, Eduard from Celtic as backup. No, they like Lautaro Martinez from Inter Milan. Yeah, you know, I wonder, I wonder if I wonder if because um, I, I just wonder if a, a stagnant, old-fashioned number nine, like a player who doesn't move around the pitch, someone who has to play in 
central uh, a central striker like uh, Harry Kane is not going to play in any other position. Maybe off the front, but not off the wing or anything like that. Not like a Rashford would or, or some or Jesus. So I just wonder if that will hamper the way that they play. They're so used to being kind of free flowing and interchanging. And uh, news today that Mbappe is available suddenly uh, with with Real Madrid of all teams bidding excessive money they don't have. Surprise, surprise. So uh, I wonder if they just go for Mbappe and just forget the Kane thing because he's younger and he is he would fit like a glove. He can go off the left, he can go off the right. He's rapid and he's a goal scorer. So, yeah, I, why not? If you're going to spend that money on Kane, I probably, as Man City and the way Pep plays, I think they might as well spend it on Mbappe. Yeah, I mean... Man United. Yes. Um, Centre mid for me. Uh, they've got Centre mid, uh, holding midfield, holding yeah. old, midfielder, um, indeed, Tillemans or, 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 yeah, like, or Saul. Boom, Man United sorted. Uh, Newcastle. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we say that. What, what about a striker though for Man United? Just to, to elongate the discussion a bit more because Cavani's on borrowed time. Greenwood, I honestly think Greenwood is the future in that position, but. He's just a classic player like a Rashford or like a Martial who inevitably is going to find his way out to playing on the on the wing and cutting inside. I, I, I do think he's made to lead the line eventually and Cavani is there whilst Greenwood develops. But do you think there's a case for them to go for a Haaland or someone like that? Um, Especially not, with Sancho there now. I, I'm going to say... N- Yes, in the future, not for this season. I think they're fine for this season with what they've got. As you say, although Cavani is on, like, is on his is on his way out. Um, it will, if even if that's next summer, that would have been a year with a world class striker teaching Mason Greenwood. And I think, as was shown, I mean, we'll talk about it in another episode. But as was shown on Sunday, um, the, the the central midfield lets them down. Pogba aside, they just the, it's it's a different level from what they have on in other areas of the pitch. Yeah, so. The argument, the big argument is if they sign a, a holding midfielder that is good enough so they don't have to play two of them, i.e. Mm. Fred McTominay or maybe Matic, then that allows them to play with Pogba in a, in a midfield role where he doesn't have that responsibility. Suddenly mm. you've got a world-class holding midfielder and Bruno and Pogba as eights and eight and ten or whatever, yeah. or two eights. Um, so yeah, Ndidi or Rice as as standard, uh, I suppose. Um, what have you got for Newcastle then, mate? Goalkeeper. They have a real problem at the moment. Freddie Woodman is in goal, and this Debravka injury seems to be going on and on and on. He's out for another, I think it's another eight weeks. And you know, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But then it's going to be eight weeks out. Then. Um, back to training and getting back up to speed with things and you know so let's say 10 to 12 weeks before he's up to full fitness as good as Woodman may be um, it's a hell of a lot to throw a goalkeeper in in the deep end of the Premier League and I think they'd be wise especially and a, a, a name to throw out just because he's been quoted as so cheap and, and available Sam Johnston from West Brom Newcastle yeah. Newcastle have shown that, you know, well, do they have the money? That's the thing. Um, the, it was said that they spent everything, including the Adam Armstrong fee or cut they were going to get on Joe Willock. Willock. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe if they were to get Johnston on loan with the obligation to buy at the end, I don't know. But for me, goalkeeper. It's, I, I find it, I mean, right now, yes, but... I find that to probably be one of the areas that they least need a signing if everyone's fit. I know you mentioned Dubravka being injured, but they've got Dubravka and Darlow, both of which were fighting it out last season anyway. Um, and Dubravka is a good goalkeeper. Darlow, maybe not a first-team regular. He's kind of a McCarthy type. But then Woodman, I think, is a really good young goalkeeper. And if he can if he can have a good start, he could be a number one there for a long time. He's good at Swansea. I just think they're just weak in most places yeah. I, think they're, I think they're pretty weak through the middle I look at what their central midfield options are Shelby Hendrick Hayden you know the Longstaffs I mean Willock coming in is, is a signing they needed although I think he's going to be more attacking so I think him St Maximan and Wilson will be 
quite useful going forward if they stay fit. But then centre-backs as well, like Lasalle's Fernandez. I think they could do with another one because they play three at the back. Um, and they don't seem to have a, a right wing-back of any note. You know, Murphy seems to play there. Otherwise, they're Manquillo, you're not interested in. Kraft seems to be playing centre-back. They're just all over the place, really. So um, anyone, for me, that isn't attacking, you know, a centre-midfielder, a centre-back or a right-back for them. Or, or maybe someone that could kind of play a couple of those positions, you know? Yeah, so uh, so that's from Callum Wilson. Newcastle in the next week need to buy a whole new team uh, to if they want yeah, to have get it. rid of half the, half the crap they've got. I think they're in a position where they, they need a bit of a clear-out. But They, they do. Um, yeah, will they, will they survive the season to do that? Who knows? Um, right then, Norwich. A tough one, Norwich, I think, because mm. everyone thinks they're down um, before they kicked a ball. They've had two hard games. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. I can look at, through this squad that they've got and I couldn't tell you the majority of them are because they seem to just have a lot of foreign players that maybe none of us have ever heard of. I, I didn't follow the championship that much last season for my sins. Um, and, and again, I just think, similar to Brentford, they need Premier League experience. They have some of that because they're only up two seasons ago, but the experience they had was pretty shit. Um, I, I'd suggest they've brought in Sargent, who is back up for Puki because they needed that. Puki was the only player they really had up there. Their midfield, they seem to have strengthened with Gilmore, Lee Smaloo. They've obviously got Rashika, um, Zolis, who scored a couple of goals midweek, Cantwell. So I suggest centre back uh, or left back because the, the the Greek bloke looked absolutely diabolical. Um, who did they play at the weekend? Man City. Yeah. Or was it Man City or Liverpool? One of those two. Anyway, yeah, Man City. I think he was getting absolutely destroyed by Jesus. Got subbed, I think, at half time. Uh, I, I think they're in dire need of getting a an experienced defender. Uh, at the back, because otherwise I think they're going to have a similar problem to what they had last season. So maybe, like you said, for Leicester, a, a, a left-back or a left-sided centre-back, you know, like, uh, I don't know, even if they got like a, I don't know, someone like a Paul Dummett or someone like that mm -hmm. comes to mind, a guy who's left-footed, strong, but can play at centre-back or left-back. That's what I'm going with anyway. Yeah, I'm going with just general Premier League experience because, as you said, you look at that squad and there's no one that really, unless, I don't know, you play FIFA a lot or Football Manager, there aren't many names that cut, that really shine out to you. So free agent, Premier League experience, Patrick, <coughs> left back, Patrick Van Aanholt. I don't know if he's been yeah. taken up. Just someone like that. Just someone who has a bit of experience, a bit like... Oh, mind you, I, sorry, I say that. They just got Brandon Williams, didn't they? Which is a good oh, yeah. signing for them. They got him at left back. So, yeah, centre-back for me then. Yeah, but, yeah, general so defender. Van Aanholt would be a good, would be a good, um, yeah. yeah, before Williams, I think would have been a good option. But yeah, someone of that ilk, mm. uh, Tompkins, someone like that, yeah. you said earlier for Brentford, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a great fit um, for for the Canaries. Um, right, on to Saints then. We won't go into much detail, but uh, a central midfielder for me to to um, push the ones that are already there. We've signed a lot of players. But I feel we would need to sign someone who's got a real bit of experience because we've got a really young squad now. Um, they've just signed centre-back Locarno from, uh, from Torino. So I think in terms of centre-backs, we've got four now. Probably don't need another one. We've only really got three central midfielders um, in Diallo, Ward-Prowse and Romeo. And if one of those gets lost to injury, I think suddenly we're lacking in that department, having to put in the likes of Stuart Armstrong. Mm. So, so I think a, a another central midfielder box to box would be, um, would be probably the last bit of business or, uh, and I say we do need a goalkeeper obviously, mm. but we know that we're not going to get one this window. So that's why I'm not, um, I'm not going there. Yeah. Same for me, central midfielder or a goalkeeper. Um, if I was going to go centre mid, we were linked uh, about a month ago, maybe to getting Oxley Chamberlain on loan, someone like that, just someone to a bit of experience, uh, someone to challenge the uh, the players that we already have. I don't see us 
buying you know unless someone that we have been tracking comes available you know like i don't know like a central midfielder from the french or german league or something like that i don't Delaney see would be perfect for us he would someone who's got he would that real experience of playing in the biggest games just to bring that to training every day to bring that to the squad and if we're needing to see out a game where we have a lead and we're always crumbling someone like him because i do i do think there's potential won't go into it massively but potential that saints might play with three at the back, three in the middle at times this season. Um, and at the moment, we only have three or four players that can play yeah. in that three in the middle. Um, right, on to Tottenham Hotspur. Harry Kane will be staying now. Does that change your answer to this question? Uh, no, um, I think they need to think for the future as well. They need to get his replacement in early so he can learn um, the role, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, strikers, they don't need to learn the role in terms of you need to get the ball in the back of the net. But we've seen over the last few years that Spurs, when they don't have Kane leading the line, they are significantly weaker. I mean, I know they've won two games so far and they got that big win against Man City, but they're going to be too reliant on Son um, to get those goals if he's not playing. So I think a backup striker, is, they had got Carlos Vinicius, was it last season they had him? Yeah. Um, obviously that was on loan uh, no particular name maybe, maybe a Martinez they seem to have strengthened other areas of the pitch centre-back, central midfield although Ndombele wants to leave uh, Skip seems to have come through and is seen as maybe um, a decent replacement to go into the midfield yeah, striker for me yeah, I think Martinez as a backup would be a, an ambitious one but I know what you mean, someone that maybe in next mm. season could it's a season just to get used to the Premier League and then can hit the ground running if Kane is going to go. I would probably say, out of all this, I probably would say central midfield. Um, I think you mentioned Oliver Skip. You know, is he good enough to play every week for Tottenham at the, at the highest level? You know, if they want to be in the Champions League, you know, they've got Hoybier, who seems to be first choice there. Then they've got Skip. So it's clearly not that... Um, convinced on the likes of Lasalso, Harry Winks, even Sissoko. Undombele is going to go soon, I think. Deli Ali's back in the team, but playing more advanced. So if they're going to play a double pivot, I think it would bode well for them to get someone a real strong. They got Hoybier who breaks stuff up, and then I think Skip is more of a kind of a similar to Gilmore, who's replaced him at Norwich, but a kind of a diminutive ball player. But I, I think maybe they they could do with getting another. Um, big unit of a holding midfield player to really try and dominate those games and then give it to the, to the forward four. Um, right, Watford, the last of the promoted sides. I'll let you go on this one first. I haven't got a clue, mate. They have such a weird squad of random players. Um, <laughs> I just, I genuinely don't know. It's, you can't, apart from Foster, I can't pick out a single English player in that team. Not that that really has any impact on who I think they should sign. Um yeah, I, I have no idea with Watford. I really, really don't. They have a very strange squad, a manager who I know very little about. I'm sure he'll probably be out the door in about four months' time and they will have made about five appointments by the time we get to this episode next season. So for me, mate, um, I'm not even going to attempt to pull a position or a name out my ass. Oh, okay, oh, sit, sitting, oh, fine. Sitting on the fence, um, I hear... Oh, no. Messi signed for PSG now. Um, <laughs> ooh, Ronaldo's available. Ronaldo's available. I, I, I'm going for his. Uh, I, I go for his Hungarian cousin, Rolando, or someone like that. <laughs> I don't. I think that... one one player, one position they don't need to to buy in is a striker because they've got about 15 strikers on the go. If any of them are good enough, that's yet to be seen. But they've got too many of those. Um, Ismail Assar is their best player. So in terms of wingers, they have, they have a strong option there. And then, yeah, that's when you start getting all these quite similar to, to Norwich, really. You get all these names, but especially with Watford. They sign players from their sister, brother, the cousin twice removed clubs, don't they? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Tufan is. I don't know who Barr is. I don't know who Lauza is. Kuka. Yeah, it's all sorts of players. But... They have a plethora of, of midfielders. What I would probably say, and again, it's kind of the default for these teams coming up, Premier League experience, know-how at centre-back, 
They've got um, Seralta, who's apparently half decent. They seem to be playing with Cathcart at right back, but they just tight. Teams need to be really strong at the back, and I know they were in a championship, but they've already already conceded four goals in two games, and none of these players really. They do know the Premier League. That's a lie, because but they know relegation. You know, Cavasele, Cathcart. Yeah, it's tried and it's not worked for them. They got Rose in at left back, maybe a someone of a similar ilk, but a centre back to play for them. You know, I mentioned him before, and I know he's already gone, but someone like UK Hills mm-hmm. um, or or Tompkins. Yeah, Tompkins got yeah. so many choices. Tompkins, no no call us up, James, if you want us to sell you to another club. Agent, yeah, agent. Um, what about West Ham then? Are we? Uh, they need a striker, surely, right? I mean, yeah. Antonio is. I rate Antonio so highly, and he's already started this season brilliantly. Seems that Ben Rama's slotted into the Lingard void uh, immediately. If he can keep that up, who knows? They're strong at the back under Moyes. Good in central midfield, really good in central midfield. So I, I think a, a striker or a different type of striker because Antonio has paper hamstrings and he's going to be counted on, you'd think, in Europe as well. So he's not going to last. If he gets injured, you're chucking Bowen up front. Um, and that's that's no no disrespect to him, but as a striker, that, not, that's a big drop. He's not in the same ilk. This is um, I've said his name a couple of times, but I think Eduard would be a really good signing for, yeah. in that area. Uh, I can't actually, I don't actually know if West Ham have made a signing apart from Mariola uh, this season. Um, of yeah, striker. If Antonio goes, then their attacking impetus just goes with it. If I'm being completely honest, I mean, unless they want to throw Suchek up front, um, but. Eduard, for me, uh, would be a, him, Morelos. I think European experience, both of them have that as well. Morelos, what, from Rangers? Yeah. 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 Basically. Maybe they can do it. Someone from Scotland. Someone from Scotland. Someone from that area of the world. I think, yeah. Do you want I a think... really cheeky, potentially really cheeky punt? That they could, it may be too late to try and go for it. But I, I wouldn't put it past them to go and to go to Leicester and say, look, We'll, we'll take Ian Acho because yeah. he seems to be he seems to be third choice now. Daka seems to be getting more minutes than him. I don't know if maybe he's got the promise of being the number one striker in Europe, but both of them are playing in Europe. You know, it's not like they're in Champions League. Why not sort of uh, put some money in towards a bid for him? Because he, him and Antonio could both play up front if they yeah. play three at the back, which they've done before, or he can play off the right. Antonio, could, they could be quite free-flowing. I could see those two being a great partnership. Um, yeah, so 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 why not? Because I, I feel like it might be a matter of time before Ian actually thinks, look, I've got to leave this club because I was in such good form. I'm never going to get the opportunity. Vardy's still going. Uh, yeah, maybe sneak in there now's the time. One final point I just want to make on West Ham before we move on to the final club is... I am surprised with how little transfer business they have done, considering that they need to increase squad numbers for a European push. Yeah. And as good as they are looking at the moment, when those games come thick and fast, that is when we're going to see how they real will really perform this season. That's my final point on. Yeah, West. there was a squad either last season or season four where we did. I think it was Wolves. Funnily enough, it was Wolves who got into Europe, but their squad size depleted. Mm. And I said the same thing then. Um, and, and I don't think they did as well. So I could see the same thing with, with West Ham. But certainly up front, Antonio goes. Mm. They've got no strikers and they've, they've got two major competitions plus the Cups. Um, what are you saying for Wolves then, my friend? Uh, I've gone for another striker because apart from Jimenez, they have, as we saw on a painful number of occasions last season, they don't have another striker. Fabio Silva, he may be brilliant on football manager, but he's shown very little so far. And, Bless him, he's only, what, 18, 19 years old. So it's a bit much to throw him as your main Premier League striker. Uh, I think his only goals for them so far have come in the FA Cup against League Two opposition. And um, so I'd go, someone who's been sort of, who's not going to get a lot of game time is Wesley at Aston Villa because they've got Watkins, they've got Ings. Now, whether they're going to do business with their Birmingham, their, their Midlands rivals. I don't know, but I think Wesley could probably fit in quite well. He's a decent enough striker. He's just been pushed out by uh, the strength and depth that Aston Villa now have, and especially with um, 
Archer in the League Cup scoring a hat trick against Barrow. You may think that he's probably he might even be ahead of him in the running, the uh, the pecking order, especially if Wesley didn't actually play in that game. So if I was just throwing out a name, I think striker for them, Wolves. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this season. I know they've lost both of their opening games. Um, Lager, I think, is a you know decent enough manager from what I've heard. So and they've got fairly decent players. So I think they, they'll be fine. I don't think they'll be in a relegation battle, but yeah. Jimenez, I think it would be a tall order to expect him to play every single game this season. Yeah, and Wesley's coming back from injury, but between the two, you know, they're the same profile. Uh, I'd be looking at the other end. I think they've got a you know decent enough squad. I think when everyone's fit, you've got Pedence, Neto, Traore, Jimenez. That bodes really well. Um, they've got Trincao in, obviously, now as well. So see how he gets on. At the back, they play, they, well, they have always played three at the back. I must say, I'm not sure if they've played three at the back at the start of this season or not under the new manager. But if they have, I think I think a centre-back of a of decent profile to really elevate them. They were good defensively last season. They have lost both games, but only 1-0 against good opposition in Leicester and Spurs this season. So I just wonder if maybe they could go to one of the top clubs and pinch a centre-back that might not get an awful lot of game time. You know, once everyone's fit, maybe looking at a loan move for someone like um, Nathan Aki, or uh, trying to think off the top of my head of, of any others from, from the bigger clubs. Uh, but yeah, I, I think maybe someone like a Nathan Aki, if they could get someone in. Or maybe like a, a Nat Phillips, you know, yeah. who, who did well last season for Liverpool. Well, Callum, it's almost as if Sky Sports have read your mind. It's just come up on my Twitter that Wolves are interested in centre-back uh, from Marseille, Kalata Char. So there you I go. I thought you were about to say Nathan Aki then. I was going to go, what? <laughs> they're in, they're in oh, for, right. oh, they're yes. in for a centre-back. Links with Saints, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, um, mm. he was the Croatian guy, wasn't he? I must say, when we were linked with him, people picking him up. But I thought he, you know, I don't know much about him, but I thought he was... He was he was pretty weak in the um, in the Euros. Yeah, but yeah, maybe that sort of player. If you know, if, if he is good, if you know, you can't can't sign a player based on the Euros. So I suppose you can't um, completely rule one out based on that either. But no. yeah, I think another centre back for them to go with Cody and and Bolly would be a good would be a good shout. It would, and that brings uh, to a halt our whistle stop tour of the twenty. Premier League teams, uh, what we think they need. Obviously, the window shuts as we record. I think it's, I, I can't remember the exact date, but it's at some point next week. I think it might be Wednesday or uh, or Thursday. Um, either way, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of action in that time. Jim White is going to have an incredible time getting the yellow tie and getting very excited uh, about the fact that someone is about to sign someone on loan as injury cover. Um but yeah, if let us know what you think of our suggestions. As always, you can find the podcast at under underscore saints. You can find me at T214Murray. You find me at Callum Wilson21. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay wonderful. I haven't stopped the recording because I think we